0: This is WBEZ. Last year, WBEZ uncovered a long-standing culture of abuse at a downstate church with strong local ties. Over three decades, thousands of University of Illinois students, mostly Asians from the Chicago area, attended Covenant Fellowship Church, or CFC. Former members told WBEZ about a long history of manipulation and cover-up that not only allowed sexual misconduct to stay hidden, but also allowed an abuse of power to prevail. Amid the outcry, the church promised an independent probe and greater transparency. But now, CFC has reneged on those vows, leaving many former church members devastated. WBEZ's Esther yoon Ji Kang and Suzy Yan bring us the story. Janet Park is emotionally exhausted. She thinks back to when she first attended Covenant Fellowship Church as a U of I student more than 20 years ago, and how she remained a dutiful member even after graduating. Park has a lot of good memories from CFC. It's where she grew deeper in her faith, made lifelong friendships, and met her husband. But CFC is also where she witnessed and experienced abuse.
1: As a whistleblower, it's traumatic as well, because there are so many places of pain and injustice along the way.
0: Park was among the first to discover the sexual misconduct of founding pastor Min Joshua Chung and tried to bring it to light, but instead was shut out. She thought there may finally be justice and a process of healing when last year, CFC leaders said they'd cut ties with Min Chung and commissioned an independent assessment. Last June, CFC posted on the church website that it was bringing in outside help to, quote, provide accountability and clarity for healing and the acceptance and ownership of these past sins. Dozens came forward to share their experiences in long interviews with independent assessors. But in the spring, CFC terminated the review before it was completed. Park says it sent her reeling, thinking about all the steps to bring justice and accountability.
1: We went to the associate pastors. Then we went to KCP. We formed an allegation. We wrote a hundred-some pages paper. You know, how many hours went into that? We filled out a survey online for Grace. That took hours. And
0: then the three-hour interview. She questions whether it was all in vain. What's the lesson here if you speak out but nothing happens? Hope is a dangerous thing, because if you don't hope, it hurts a lot less. Pete Singer
1: is executive director of GRACE, or Godly Response to Abuse in the Christian Environment. Spiritual trauma experts say GRACE is the gold standard when it comes to investigating abuse in churches. CFC commissioned GRACE to conduct its cultural assessment. Singer was shocked when the church terminated the work because churches rarely do that. He wouldn't speculate on CFC's motivations, but says in general, churches think they can control the process.
0: One of the things that happens is that churches don't understand the true nature of an independent assessment. And then when we say, actually, uh, no, we're not going to tell you who we're interviewing, then they realize, wait a minute, we don't have quite so much control here. He says
1: one key reason CFC leaders gave for the termination, they did not believe grace could be unbiased. Singer asked them to reconsider, saying it would be immensely harmful to the people who made themselves vulnerable for this process. They were relying on the final report to help them determine if they were safe at CFC.
0: It communicates to people it is not safe to disagree. It is not safe to say that we're doing a thing that may not be ideal, that may have hurt you, because if you say that, we're going to then cut off your voice.
1: Laura Dunn conducted many of the interviews for Grace. She works regularly with survivors of campus assaults. She wouldn't share specifics of what church members told her, but she said it was clear there were serious and widespread issues. She hopes CFC will one day resume the assessment.
0: If you're on the side saying, I have been victimized and harmed, You are literally re-traumatizing yourself by speaking to us. So the least the other side could do could be to hear those pieces of information. And it's unfortunate that CFC chose not to let us complete that effort. Diane Langberg
1: is a psychologist and a leading voice on abuse within the church. She helped write a new report on domestic and sexual abuse for the Presbyterian Church of America, or PCA. That's the denomination CFC pastors are a part of. Langberg says relying on church leaders to investigate abuse is a mistake because they lack the training and knowledge of assessing these cases. She says it is essential for churches to bring in outside groups like Grace. We need to find somebody who understands this and knows how to assess it in a way that is subjective and not biased toward preserving the system and having it be not true. Langberg says if churches don't want to hear the results, that's a form of silencing.
0: It's very important for churches to understand they're killing themselves and they don't look anything like the God they say they serve. And they may get along with that for a long time and have a huge audience
1: and fame around the world, but somewhere along the way, the rot will show and it will end up destroying them.
0: Not only did CFC leaders cancel the assessment by grace, they also wiped all the updates regarding last year's events from the church website. CFC has once again registered a student organization with the U of I after not renewing the group's status during the outcry. We reached out to the church's lead pastor and its oversight board for an interview. We also asked whether they might resume the assessment in the future and what changes the church has implemented. In a statement, lead pastor KJ Kim said they are grateful for how God is leading the congregation. He goes on to say, quote, we are accountable to our congregation and the denomination that has charge over its leaders, and we believe that this is best for our church and its future. Janet Park says things have just gone back to business as usual. Even if Min Chung is out of the picture, Park says the current church leadership still played a part in the cover-up. And now a new crop of students with no knowledge of the past will cycle through. People are still getting
1: different versions of the story, and it's not the truth. And they keep manipulating the truth and hiding it. And here they go again.
0: Meanwhile, the man at the center of the controversy, Min Chang, is still in good standing with his regional presbytery within the Presbyterian Church of America. Tim LaCroix is with the PCA. He
1: chaired the committee that wrote that group's report on domestic and sexual abuse. He says the regional presbytery should have dealt Min Chang a harsh punishment, possibly a defrocking. As for CFC, he says church policies should more directly address abuse and that filing complaints should be simpler.
0: We're always looking for ways that we can uh, amend that those rules to help people in the future because our book of order was sort of designed to settle church disputes. It wasn't designed to protect victims of abuse.
1: LaCroix knows that's cold comfort to those who feel they've exhausted every avenue to bring accountability to a situation. But he encourages people to stay loud. He points to a parable in the book of Luke in the Bible where a woman seeks the help of an unjust judge.
0: And she bangs on his door all hours of the night until he finally comes and gives her justice. Folks who resort to Twitter, to protesting, to talking with members of the media, they're like that woman in that parable. They are banging on the door, looking for justice.
1: He says no one should look down on abuse victims for seeking justice because that's exactly what they should be doing.
0: I'm Esther Yunji Kang. And I'm Suzy Yan, WBEZ News.